0: Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles.
1: Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles.
0: Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971 van warmer resorts hotel palmas de cortez and hotel playa del sol fishing syndicate quality custom rods get syndicated carna de teresa providing quality handmade marinated meats owner hooks perfection in hooks lake elsinore the city of dream extreme and bite on fishing where your next catch is only a cast away
2: Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to another wonderful installment of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830, KLAA. Well, in case you guessed it, I'm not Sergio, and yes, I do have to fill those little tiny feet again. But we'll do the best we can, and as you know, Sergio went up for the graduation of his niece, I believe, and uh, we will miss him heartily, but he will be here via optic fiber, just like Steve Carson. So I wanna introduce everybody that's in studio right now. Welcome back, Mr. Ben Seacrest. Good morning. And we've got a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Cliff Friend. Good morning, how you guys doing this morning? And then as usual, we have Steve Carson. Good morning, Steve.
3: Good morning, Rod. Good morning, guys. And uh, wherever Sergio may be, I guess it's a good morning for him.
2: Yes, and right now, speaking of that, like to welcome my partner online with his uh you know little tiny shoes that we're filling in the best we can do my partner mr sergio feinstein morning serge
4: (laughs) good morning southern california good morning ron ben cliff and stevie okay and uh very crisp morning here in sacramento but yes good morning and good morning, right. everybody.
2: and we're waiting for mr andrew mack to call in he is um will be calling in with his usual fish report and we also tony is up at clark park they got a, they're hosting about 800 kids this morning so he will not he very, may very be calling cool. in. he may not be
4: he's cutting up a lot of mackerel yes he is <laughs>
2: And I'm sure he has the usual help of uh, Team 57 and all the other groups that come out there, you know, Casey Anglers and Huntington Harbor. So, Sergio, what's going on?
4: All right. Well, listen, um, I love the fact that we got Ben back in studio. So, I'd like to really, you know, jump into this bluefin tuna phenomenon going on because uh, there's bluefin everywhere. Everywhere, Ben.
5: Yeah, there's a. Um... It's about right now it's about thirty miles, make a left hand turn. The hidden's got a lot of fish. The fish are starting to move around but the um you know, the opportunity if we get this really good heat shot that's supposed to hit us could turn this whole thing around and push it right up to us. But it'd be better if we get some sort of storm from the south to push that warm warmer water back up our way. But I was talking to some guys, and a lot of the fish, there's there's a lot of really decent fish that are, you know, 30 to 50 pounders. The guys, you know, it's, it's back and forth, but then I'm seeing some, like, 80 and, you know, 80 to maybe 120s that are getting caught on the boat, too, and that's a that's a pretty cool thing to think about because if we do get that push of water um that could that stuff could well be in u.s waters for sure and then i think they're making some hits some of the guys in the skiffs are doing stuff and looking at it but um i think it's going to be a good season Serge. i think we're going to see a i think we're going to see a lot of fish and i think we're going to see that better grade of fish show up and i'm sure steve's thinking the same thing i want to see a 400 pounder get caught
4: well,
3: nice. yeah. I mean, well, of course, there was one 400 pounder caught, um, actually in twenty in 2020, not in 2021. But um, and they're, they're, it, it seems to have already left the collective consciousness because six people fought the fish and they didn't even try to apply for any sort of official record. But they still caught the fish. I mean, the fish bit. They landed it. What was it weighed did, at, Steve? What's that?
5: What did it weigh? Four twelve. 412, huh a gangbang well, fish official,
3: they, they they do get that big and uh, you know and it, it was one of those lucky lucky pure you know pure dumb luck kind of things the guy that caught the, the record that was just approved uh, 394.5 I think it was 395.5 a little shy of 400 um, he caught the fish had it weighed you know officially had an official weight. And everybody told him, you know, th- th- uh, you can't see it because this is radio, air quotes. Everybody, <laughs> everybody told him, oh, well, it's a great fish, but it's not the record. Bummer for you. And he literally had the fillet knife out um, and just happened to, you know, post it on, I can't even remember which, which one of the uh, the discussion sites it was. And, and, every, and even there, everybody was going, oh, oh, yeah, bummer for you. Nice fish, though. And I,
4: I'm literally like, wait a minute, <laughs> stop, yeah, stop now, the delay process. Yeah, let me stop you there because here, here's what's going on. I've been posting all week about this gorgeous grade of fish for us here. You know, uh, the average is between 40 and 80 has been said. And I, uh, they, they see these photos and I have a group of people saying, you know, why are you keeping a fish that's under 73 inches? And I think what we need to do, because we do have a lot of listeners from across the United States, make the determination uh, or the difference between an Atlantic bluefin and a Pacific bluefin, with all the well, rules and yeah. regulations.
3: There, there, there's, there's actually three bluefin species. There's the Atlantic bluefin, which is the famous one for people who watch. And here's why. Here's the problem. It's not really a problem, but here's the issue. is People watch wicked tuna. And it's a wonderful show. Even if they don't fish, they watch Wicked Tuna. And to them, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're even from Nebraska, and that's the closest that they're ever going to get to a tuna other than a can in the supermarket. And they think, okay, that's, those are the rules, those are the sizes, that's the fish. And but, but there's also our fish, which is Pacific bluefin. And down in the southern hemisphere around, around New Zealand, there are also a few Pacific bluefin, but there's also the southern bluefin, and uh, there, there's there's distinct separate records for them. And um, yeah, the rules are completely different. The
5: the That's ones different. down there, Steve, are long fins. I've caught those things. I've fished Australia and New Zealand for, uh, been fortunate enough to catch both of them, and they they look like a bluefin from. The dorsal forward and everything back below below that is just like it's extended, so the yeah. whole tail yeah. itself is extended. But those there's a there's like two or three different groups. There's ones in New Zealand and the Bay of Plenty that look just like the Atlantics and everything else. Then Australia on the on the backside of Australia, I was catching these ones and they were they were bluefin, but they call them long fins, and I was just like, okay, that's well,
3: there, there is another one
5: called long tail tuna well it's That's a the it's it's again. yeah it's a bluefin but it was just like they 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 call them long fins and back there you're just like uh, dude it is a bluefin tuna so I guess there's quite a few species or subspecies of you know the the deal but back to what you guys were talking about with people on that 73 inch stuff or 73 so 73s a mini giant 79s a giant all right. I've been back there fishing with those guys. And you look at those fish and they're nice. You know, they're, they're all nice fish. But remember, for those of you guys, people that are listening to this in California, we don't have those type of fish here in the sense of we're not catching five to eight hundred pounders. We're catching smaller school schoolie fish. And remember, those fish back there for that to be a giant or that to be a mini giant. Those are for people that sell them. Those guys can keep shorter fish, but they cannot sell them there for the table. Perfect. There, well,
3: Perfect. Well, well, there you go. And and there's a, um, a much larger for you know, compared to our area, uh, geographic stretch that they fish for them for. You know they're literally fishing for them all the way, you know north to Prince Edward Island and all the way south to they actually did just catch a new a New California, a new Florida state record bluefin tuna just the other day right. uh atlantic bluefin tuna it was around 850 pounds yeah. yeah, it, and, goes, um, yeah. steve, yeah, it goes steve it goes all pretty, the way into
5: the gulf of texas too because they catch thousand yeah. pounders in the gulf down there too
3: yeah and and so well, so you got that much of an area of people fishing for the bluefin uh the management has to be much more careful and i had a lot more people commercial fishing for them too um You know, there's actually pretty good management of the bluefin tuna here uh, compared to, you know, back in the day. I can certainly recall many of the day back in the the old days when they would catch hundreds, if not thousands, of bluefin tuna on a day. The entire purse seine fleet would go out, you know, that afternoon, catch them all, and the next day the fleet would literally catch zero. So that doesn't happen anymore. Um, You know, there's a pretty strict quota, both in Mexican waters and California waters. The Mexican quota has already been met, and all the commercial boats went home or they went someplace else. At some point, just like Ben says, those fish will move up into U.S. waters, and there's a modest uh, commercial quota for for U.S. waters, given the amount of fish that are probably going to be out there. They're going to get that quota quickly, and they're going to go home and leave it all to the sport
5: fishermen. So another thing, Serge, that just happened recently is, is um, because of my international business, I talk to a lot of different people, and they are seeing resurgence of, in the U.K., for instance, the guys over in England are, are actually catching giants you know they're catching four to six hundred pounders and every year they got bigger so this guy called me and he's going to distribute our product over there in the uk and he had this other guy call me and he i was talking to him and i was like so what's going on with this thing and he goes dude we are we have not seen these things at all and they showed up now we're catching these and they were starting out with 50s and getting smoked on 50s and went to 80s and you know then he's going how is it when you use that rod in the rail and i was like oh my god these guys aren't doing any of that stuff so they got this whole fishery that's starting there they got another fishery that the guys are still, the Straits of Gibraltar fish are coming in. So there's giants coming into the Mediterranean again. So our business for big reels, 80s and 130s, is starting to go crazy for the international guys because they're all catching bluefin's in all these different areas. It's really interesting. Yeah, what I want to make sure that we understand say- is that
3: success of that yeah, I probably certainly i mean there's going to be environmental factors but
5: well i i cats i cats got pinching all of them right now so i cats on it okay guys
2: yeah, so
4: what, I, what i wanted to make oh we got a music coming on yes
2: out? we do we got the music and we'll cut back that and then uh, no andrew max so i'm going to run through a couple of freshwater stuff right when we come back just to sorry break the ice on that but uh this is angel's Radio AM 830 K L A A and this is Anglo Chronicles. We'll be right back. Want a whole lot of love.
1: Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at DanaWharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter.
5: Angels Radio,
2: AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Anchor Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And as I mentioned before, uh, Andrew obviously is uh, pretty busy. Um, I just want to bring up a couple things. and I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't mention that... Uh, Well, the opener is probably about 15 minutes away. It's usually at daybreak up in uh, Northern Cal. Um, Wish I was there. Obviously, I'm not. But uh, you know, I'd rather nothing. I could rather do than spend the time with all these guys. And uh, Andrew, Cliff brought donuts, so you're still six feet under. So other than that. Going on locally, nobody is stocking trout except for up north, uh, you know, the Mammoth area and the June Loop and all the areas that we normally be up there this time of year. But uh, what we're really getting ready for out here is, uh, you know, catfish, everything else is going to be going on. And then also at our favorite lake, Lake Elsinore, we're getting ready for, Sergio?
4: Dream Extreme uh, Derby. It's coming up here real, real shortly, um, May 13th, 14th, 15th. uh, It's going to be another huge, huge event. Um, Looking forward to it. Last year we did a one-day because of COVID still, and we're going back to the two-day regimen. Okay, so um, on the 13th we'll have a captain's meeting that will occur, get everybody set up with all the rules, regulations for the derby, and then on on Saturday and Sunday, the 14th and 15th we'll be conducting um, the derby there's prizes for the day and prizes overall for the two-day event so um, it's gonna be a lot of fun like usual we have all five categories and that would be largemouth bass proppy, um wiper uh, let me see uh, carp and catfish okay those are the five categories come out catch a fish and make some money I'm always impressed, Um, this is like the ninth annual we've done, and we always remember that one, two kids came up with a crappie the size of their palm, and they walked away with a fifteen dollars check.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. In fact, the kid didn't even want to bring it up because he was so embarrassed, it was so small. Um, Also, too, I know that Lake Elsinore will be stocking in the next couple of weeks, uh, for the mm-hmm. Dream Extreme tournament, so everything will be ready for that, and they're also still looking for volunteers for the kids fishing derby, which is on June 4th. And you can mm-hmm. contact uh, Jonathan Oliver Skinner, my buddy and friend and fishing partner, um, at uh, js. It's J Skinner at lake slash elsinore dot org.
4: And then okay, uh, they... so very important. We'd like everybody to participate. Here's the basic rules. If it floats, it goes. In other words, there's no shore fishing, but anything that floats, you can be out there from shark donuts all the way to bass boats, okay? You can get on, uh, get on the water and be participant. We always say with uh, Danny, the reason we called it a derby and not a tournament, because it's very friendly. I mean, yes, there's competition in the sense of who catches the biggest fish, but it's the fun being had by all. We're going to see couples, we're going to see ladies, we're going to see kids. Um, Everybody participates, um, extremely, extremely friendly, and um, just a piece of cake. So for more information, you want to go to LERCasino.com. You go there, you can sign up. They have packages, so you're coming out from, say, the L.A. area and you want to spend the night there, They have great packages. You can stay at the casino. um, And they have the package where you have a a room for two, double occupancy, plus the entry to the Derby, okay? And you can participate. Your boats can be kept at the casino. They have full charging stations to charge your batteries a whole bit, plus high security. So make sure your boats are okay. So nice Annual. I can't believe we've been doing this for so long, and uh, it's such a it's such a great event. Great event. it yep. okay, can also should be phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. You can also get your boats uh, now through uh, JT Boats uh, discounts, and you you get a discount if you mention Angler Chronicles. So
4: oh, very cool. Yep. So if you don't have a boat and you want to, you know, get a boat for the derby, okay? What's it, what's the name of the company again? JT Boats. JT Boats. Okay. So it is. Look them up, and uh, maybe for next weekend, we'll have the uh, the details, you know, maybe phone numbers, et cetera, and uh, where people can go. But, folks, this is a great one. Plus, we will be broadcasting live the radio show from Lake Elsinore, right there in front of the bobber, okay, like we've done for the last few years. So come on out and have breakfast with us. We'd love to see you, okay, while we broadcast the show. We'll watch all the boats go into the water and uh, have fun. I mean, this is all about having some fun and celebrating the city of Lake Elsinore, which we just simply love. In fact, Ron, we were with, uh, we were on the victory on Wednesday. Yes. And there was these three young guys who were on a construction remodeling company that heard about us through Lake Elsinore and came out, they fished with us, and um, I got some new buddies. They, <laughs> they said, you come into the city, you got to come look us up. Uh, looking forward to it yep. what was really cool is uh, they're all young guys native born from one was from Iraq one was from the Lebanon the other one's from Honduras all three buddies uh, it's just cool it's just cool that's it's, it's some spread
5: there. yeah it's, uh, wow
2: you should have seen these guys and you talk yeah. about having fun they were they, they, they just absolutely loved it and then so did we you know and like I said that's one of the reasons why we love having the schools because we you know it's our opportunity to share what we love pass it on and get everybody else involved and and these guys took to it and didn't want to win no not the guy didn't win the jackpot came close
5: what a huge diversity yeah, of, of cultures yeah
2: yeah
4: and you know what um it was just peaceful it was it was good and it was just Awesome. In fact, we had one individual, the guy's name was Eric, never been on a boat before, never been fishing before, happened to catch our, our show um, on TV, went to the website, got on the boat, and he caught his first fish ever. It was a micro-sculpin. I mean, a micro. <laughs> it had to be maybe maybe three inches, yeah. maybe, okay? That's and, a little, one. Um,
2: and, yeah. And everybody's yeah, yelling at but, him. He was reaching out to grab it, and we're going, no, 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 no. Yeah, don't,
4: but, don't. but the key was the smile yep. on this man's face because uh, it, it was accomplishment. You know, it wasn't the size of the fish; it's the fact that the fish was caught by him. And um, oh yeah, in fact, everybody everybody gave him an applause as he got off the boat. It was it was great. So those are the kind of things that we live for. You know, it's just. Yeah. You know, we can talk about these 800-pound tunas, but at the same time, without forgetting, why we fish. And we fish because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. It's a sense of accomplishment. You can make a fishing whatever you want to make, it, okay? You can go out and just catch a few fish, have some fun, or if you want to go, I mean, just, I mean, maximize it like you do, Ben. You go out chasing these big, huge monsters. Okay. Yeah, it, but you know fine. what I think I
5: think what you're saying too, Serge, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but is that mm-hmm. my thing is just the thrill of being able to go outside and it took me two days at Pyramid to figure them fish out and I didn't start mm-hmm. catching them till the last day at about four o'clock in the afternoon. So my point mm-hmm. is is that there's a puzzle in all parts of this and, and you not only do you get to get outside, but you can actually if you get really super like close to it. You can start looking at the way these species act and they live their lives and how you can get them to react to baits and that's why I don't like I like to fish artificial so much just because to get a trick a fish into doing something like that sometimes, it's special. You know, like if it's a bluefin on a popper or it's a or on a surface iron or some of the stuff I've been doing this year, especially with poppers in the in the, the Pacific it's been nuts and you know what i'll never forget it so that's the push that you're saying it's just the love of the sport now and i'm not going to say it's the thrill of the kill but it's just the it's the thrill of like you know pursuing something that you you might get lucky you might not and it's doesn't matter if you're at a at a a park in your local city or or you're somewhere around the world at some great place it's just doing it yeah you know you know ben um
2: Everybody knows that uh, rock fishing is not my favorite, but I do love rock. What do you fishing. mean, rock cod, Ron? I, I I do love it, but you just you just said it. It's the thrill of not knowing, especially now with what's out there. Whether you're going to catch a thirty pounder or you're going to hook into a hundred pounder Oh yeah. And it's just uh, that's the way it is, right, Cliff? I mean, you you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it just uh, it's just one of those things where. I think, I think Ben said it best, you just don't know what you're going to get, and it's a thrill of what, what you're going to get. So.
5: Yeah, the thing that was cool about this last trip up up above there was... Um, well, actually, hold
4: on. Ben, yeah. ben why don't you set, it up, set up the whole trip, okay? Where, All right.
5: What, I, I, I go to pyra- I, I Pyramid a couple times a year. I keep my... You know, try to be quiet about what I'm doing up there, and... I've been taking my boat lately and i got away from the boat because every time i took my boat i'd park it in the launch ramp go take off and fish the bank and catch the fish off the bank it's crazy up there lately but the one thing that's cool about that place is that it has right now the fish are super bright from spawn okay but it has a couple different species and i would probably go to steve on that he'd know the names of the species i know they're la they got like a couple different species one's like chromier it's they got chrome domes in there and then they got these red guys and then they literally have one that looks like um that uh that uh cat on um what's that what's the that crazy guys thing he has a cat he has a hairless cat and it's, you can see the skin they've got they've got fish that look like that there but i was up there this you know i was up there for let's say last week i was up there three Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I just got home a couple of days ago and I was watching a fly fish and there was no one in, the, like, I don't fly fish up there at all. I, I mean, I, I know how to fly fish, but I just don't like it. And I was up there doing, and not that's my preference, and I was up there just trying to check things out, fishing all day, every day. And then the last, what I did, I was looking at this one point. So Pelican Point has a distinct look about it, the way that the The way that the bank levels off everything else, and I could see fish going up and down the bank, and I could see the only reason I could tell that there was fish there, I was watching the fly guys and I was watching all the guides point where the fish were. So then I went on to the map of the lake that I had and I started looking at it, and there was another point on the other side that was called Spider Point, this exact same characteristics of Pelican. So I went over to spider there was no one there and at about three four o'clock i got my first bite she caught one my wife caught one and we ended up um doing very well doing that i mean couldn't get like just if you've got your kids there your wife they're all together they're not going to really want to do much of anything you know except do do the play but i kept on hearing it here let's do this let's do that so she got out there she caught one And she split and started doing her deal, and then I went out down there and really focused on it, and I ended up catching a couple really good ones. And I lost one that was a a nice fish. But the point about it is I took the time, I drove up there, um, 11 hours, spent the time, did my homework when I was up there, knew what tackle to use. And Steve, I love you, but there's no two-pound pyramid, baby and um there i got smoked on six i went to eight pound and actually got a couple of fish doing that
2: okay everybody you know now that we're getting into some really good stuff here and it's too bad because but we, we got to take a break this is angler chronicles on angels radio m830 klaa we'll be right back <laughs>
0: AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice.
2: Yes, Sergio, Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn
9: Everybody, if that doesn't
2: wake you up, nothing's gonna listen to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And Sergio, continue where
4: we were. Yeah, one of the distinctions that we got to make uh, is there's two pyramid lakes one here in California, one in Nevada. The one that you've been fishing uh, is, is in, in Nevada, Reno, yeah. From, it's, uh,
5: it's right outside, yeah, it's right outside, it's right
4: outside Reno. Reno, right? And that's the uh, Indian Reservation. Um, the pyramid one here locally. When was the last time you fished it off the of five freeway?
5: Me, probably about uh-huh. twenty-five years ago. But it's it's yeah. it's got smallmouth on in it. It's got largemouth. It's got uh, you know striped bass. It's got trout. It's got all sorts of stuff, and it's a great lake to fish. Yeah, yeah. And it's a sleeper lake. Actually, they used to have quite a mm-hmm. few tournaments there. But... Yeah no there's there's you know what there's and we could get in we didn't really do anything about freshwater yet but i mean in the sense that the bass fishing you know guys are like oh the spawn's over well fish will spawn you know several times or there's different groups or so there's still a lot of bass fishing going on everywhere if people are looking to go and have some fun the fish have been biting really well and right now is uh the clear lake tournament's going on and uh I saw yesterday some guys had, you know, today's the final day of that tournament, I think. They had 30-pound bags, surge for five. 20-pound bags very, very good. are, are norm. So <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh...
4: Yeah, and, and here, here's the beauty. With the uh, Dream Extreme, um, the bass over there seem to nest a little later than, than most of the other lakes. So we should get a good, good...
5: Um, you should be having uh, a really good shot on that stuff.
4: Yeah, Lake Elson, I should be really good right time for the tournament. You know, I also want to bring everybody's attention. Uh, Steve posted on Friends of Anchor Chronicles on Facebook the actual map of Pyramid Lake. Thank you for that, Steve, because that'll give everybody an idea. All the points that you were mentioning, I think, are on this map. Um, they can check it out and, and see exactly where you were fishing.
5: Yeah, and, and later, away. W- one thing we want to also mm-hmm. say about Pyramid Lake, Sergio, and it's just a, it's a disclaimer for us, is that mm-hmm. if you have your own boat and you go to Pyramid Lake, you better really study what's going on with the wind there. Because it's one of the most wind tunnel type of places, period. And there's every year there's several people that lose their lives with boats getting swamped or flipped over there. So it's an absolute beautiful lake to fish, but can be super hairball if um, that wind starts to blow.
4: Okay, I'm glad you put that in there. Safety is everything, folks. Safety is everything. All right. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, great photos. I love the fact that you send it to us so that people can see what it is that you were catching and the quality. The quality is just simply awesome. And again, uh, maybe the big net would work, Steve, but your two pound test criteria at. <laughs> it just doesn't
3: cut it off. i i would i would say the two pound rule ends at the california state
5: border <laughs> that would be a really good way to put it too because i had six pound on one of those things Stephen, and i hooked the fish and the fish turned around and just smoked me like i almost felt like i hooked a, some sort of tuna because it took off and uh one of the reels that i was using no matter how far I backed off, it was all gunked up in the drags, and it locked, in and that fish just popped right off. That would have been a good one to see.
4: All right. Hey, a uh, little housekeeping before I forget. Uh, there's a brand-new Palm Desert store for Turner's Outdoorsman being opened this this weekend. It started yesterday. It goes through May 5th. Unbelievable sales. Um, accurate uh, pen Shimano. They're all on sale. Your AO coolers they have them on sales lose uh fluorocarbon in fact uh they fill up your reels for a penny per yard okay so that's a really, good deal uh, uh, yeah really really good deal happening over there in palm desert it's, it's only for the store in palm desert so that brings to uh, that area just a, another great outlet it's turner's our friends at turner's you can get everything you need there um, the other thing is today down in San Diego, they're doing the, um, the Frenzoralo, okay, the, the, the used tackle sale. Okay, get down there, check it out. It all goes to the great cause, Frenzoralo. In fact, Ben, you and I are going to be doing the um, Tuna Wars this year, okay? And Marciano comes down here with uh, Paul Ebert, and we get on two boats. We go out there, we fish, and we raise money for these kids getting these underprivileged kids out in the ocean. So good stuff going on, good stuff going on. And, again, if you get a chance at a Palm Desert, go check out this uh, store because the sales I'm looking at are just simply insane. Okay, just insane. Okay. You know, so, Sergio,
3: I, don't, I don't know how many listeners we have out there in Palm Desert, but that's pretty cool. There, There's been a, in particular on the fishing tackle side, for people that live out there, there's been a, a shortage of places to buy fishing tackle out there, and so yeah. uh, that could that could help the, help that and that area has really grown compared to even just a few yeah. years ago. There's a lot of people living out there now, so uh, that's pretty cool.
4: Yeah, and uh, so and then that that's for Turners, and then for the friends of Rollo's, uh the kids, um, the sales going down. I'm trying to find Steve. Is that down at Dana or at C-4th, I believe. It's C4th. C-4th. C-4th. C-4th, 1717 yeah. River Road. Oh, you got it. Excellent. So, um, yeah, know, go down there and see our buddy uh, Tony G. I know Tony G's going to be there. He's always helping out with that program. So go check him out. He'll and, be
5: there uh, signing our graphs, um, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I saw him Saturday. I saw him on Taco Tuesday. Uh, by the way, we had Taco Tuesday this past week. Raised some money. For the shoe giveaway, and all the boys are down in Mission um, uh, La Mision, okay, down in there between Ensenada and Rosarito right now, and they're setting up giving away shoes, okay. So that's the first event this weekend going hey. down there. I want to thank everybody who comes up and, and helps us out with Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, ahead, um,
5: Mike Blue's asking if there's any chips for June and July.
4: Ron, that would be you, bud. Oh, really?
2: Thanks, Mike. Catch me off guard. No, we have the uh, trip coming up on uh, uh, June 22nd. On uh, The Eldorado departs at uh, 8.30 p.m., and uh, unfortunately, that is sold out. And uh, then in July, we do have actually on the Eldorado again. We also have the Sport mm-hmm. King on we the 21st. Mm-hmm. We
4: also have some trips on the Ocean Odyssey. Okay. Uh, we got two two and a half two one and a half days and maybe we have a two and a half day trip as well. The two and a half is the one that we turn the cameras on for. It's always been a a yearly uh, the trip that we love doing. We love the ocean Odyssey. We go fish with Rick. Ben, you usually with us on that trip. And Every time, I love that to. stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah, we also yeah, we also stuff. have the Helene on July seventh, and then like mm-hmm. you just said, we have the Ocean Odyssey on the thirteenth. We have the Sport King on the 21st. The best, 21st, way, yeah. and the best
4: we... thing to do, Mr. Mike Blue, okay? I'm going to go straight to Mikey. Mike, go to com, hit the AC Schools tab, and the entire schedule just pops out in front of you. All right? And you got, uh, I don't know, about 30 trips this year or somewhere around there. Uh, welcome to join us. Okay? Uh, June, Ben and I are going to head down to the Bay of L.A., Looking forward to that one as well. The other couple of our friends are going here in May, so we'll have some intel when they come back. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, looking forward to catching some groupers down there, some Cabrilla Okay, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. The season's looking really, really good. All right, so locally, okay? Taking all my thunder <laughs> Red away. tide. Red tide, Okay. Um, ben, you're down more in the San Clemente area. You got red tide down there as well, right?
5: Yeah, it's not as it's not as prominent as some of the spots up north right now. But yeah, we got it, and um, it's like drawing a line. But the thing that's weird is you'll see the red tide, and then once you get around the red tide, you'll see that 57 degree water. Like the weirdest thing, yeah. Salt Creek, the other day was it was 61, 62 on on you know that top surface temp. And then, I, I mean, I get reports from Al all the time because he's fishing. And he goes back towards the harbor, which was is less than a mile. And the water temp went to, like, 57. So got it. it's got it. uh, it's um, so me... it's interesting.
4: Yeah, and we were uh, on Wednesday. We headed out to Catalina. Okay, there was some Benita. Uh, I, I got a nice Benita coming right at the boat and sea and then I had a yellow tail for about two seconds on. Okay, I got I sea line a hook, in it. Got a couple of cranes. No, no, Kim came, came right off, dude. It just came off. This one I can't huh. blame the sea lions. That was all me. Um, you know, not, it wasn't. It didn't feel huge, but it was definitely yellow. It wasn't the bonita type bite. Okay, but uh, it, it's coming alive. I guess what I'm saying is everything's coming alive. The water's a little bit off color. It's a little cold but it's coming. It's coming up, okay? So everybody get ready. I want to point everybody to Friends of Angler Chronicles. Our dear friend Mike Lum just posted the Captain's Rollo's annual giant use uh, tackle sale. He posted up the poster there for the Kids at Sea program. Um, check it out. If you're looking to get some quality, okay, used equipment, okay, at a savings, this is a place to go, and it's... Um, I mean, the, the point is we're raising money for a great cause for these kids. And uh, if we don't get these kids involved, mm, I don't know what the next generation is going to do. So let's get them out there. Let's get them on the water, okay? Agreed? Yeah, we for we agree sure. on that?
5: Yeah. yeah. I got right, my daughters. Perfect. They're yeah. not kids, but they'll fish. You know, you got to kick them fishing I, or they're not going to go.
3: I happen mm-hmm. to know of uh, several large estates uh that donated essentially everything that they had uh in terms of fishing gear to the friends of Rallo. so uh there's going to be some uh some some definite uh gems mixed in with you know i mean if you just want to get everyday stuff take your kids fishing on the pier in case they drop it overboard you're not going to cry too much uh that's fine too but there's going to be some real treasures in there in this particular uh go around.
5: Maybe William can go out there and figure out a way to grab me something new. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, I can leaves Launch
2: Point alone. <laughs> Launch point,
4: Willie. Launch point, Willie, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, all good. Uh let me let, let's let's go back to what we were talking about because you know this season is shaping up to be Another season like probably the last four or five. We were talking on the boat I forgot who I was talking to and we were remembering the El Nino of what? 82, Steve? 83? Uh, yeah, 82, the 83. Big, the, big, the
3: big one was 83.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's the one for folks that if you want to get an idea, Hinton Beach, we lost the pier. Okay? It used to be a wooden pier and the storms were so strong it knocked out the Hinton Beach pier. You go to Huntington Beach Pier today, it's all cement. But back then, I remember I grew up in Huntington Beach, and I used to surf it, believe it or not. Can you imagine me? I don't it? believe that. Yeah, okay. Hold yeah, that yeah. thought, guys. Dude, we, everybody can minute, imagine, Sergio.
2: Well, hold on. we got go, to go on a break, guys. So <laughs> you're listening to it. <laughs> Angler Con. Don't forget on. about that surfing, Radio, you guys. Radio 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. the earth was
10: right back. I don't know where I'm going Only God
0: knows where I've been I'm Angels a- Radio AM 830
8: Angels Radio, AM
6: 830.
2: All right, welcome back, everybody, to Anchor Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And you guys should hear what's going on here uh, between uh, takes. But, um, Sergio, you made us laugh. Continue on.
4: No, uh, before, before, before I go on, uh, big shout out to GT. Okay, and uh, they're out there fishing today in the tournament. So, BT uh, and Rick Fuentes, good luck. And also, I want to send a shout-out to Spencer Garrison Occi, Oc- Oc- C- or Spencer. He's had a, re- had a really good day yesterday at Dana, uh, at Dana Harbor. Okay, everything from, I can see halibut, Spotted, Bay Bass. He's had a really, really good day. So, big shout-out to these boys out there. Um, no, but what I was saying is back in 82, I mean, before then, you guys understand, I went to Edison High School right there in the heart of uh, Huntington Beach. And if you didn't surf, you had nothing
5: else oh, to do. Oh, come on. You were so a cheerleader we all the way. Dude, don't be doing that to me. I'm your friend. Well, I look good. At, don't fib. I look fib. In a pleated skirt. If I, I, if I was a, a quarterback, you'd have been my favorite cheerleader. Here.
4: Just, <laughs> and, there
5: kind of is, and there those it is. There's <laughs> angel flights on but the But anyway, surfboard. back
4: in the day, back in the day, okay, we used to shoot the pier, okay, and it took me three boards before I finally got a chance. I was able to do it. I would break boards in half, okay, but that was the pier that we had back then. It was made out of wood, okay, but when the storms came in '82, three just knocked it out. I mean it just the pier fell. Okay, and that's when when you look at the pier today, it's a beautiful pier, long and made out of cement. Okay, a little bit different than back then. But then we were talking about the El Nino and it was much stronger I think than what we had what we have now, with the exception that it didn't last as long. This was just lasting forever. Anybody got any info on that? Uh, do you, the the so one long?
5: thing about that El Nino is the first time I ever saw albacore in between in between catalina and newport was that year Mm -hmm. that was the craziest thing and that was the year i believe that was the year i think i caught my first marlin in that whole madness that whole that whole summer deal you know i was with the Mm stoatsberries on the Stotesbury's boat flying fish but to have albacore in the channel that was nuts I don't remember if it was, i think it was 83 83 or 84 i don't remember it's one of those three years that was the first time i'd ever seen anything like that it was crazy there was all sorts of fish and then those were the those were the mystery bite years where you'd get those big eyes come in and they just smoke you mm-hmm. that was
4: crazy yeah, and, and that, yeah we had we had that uh, in 82 just, other then we than had the a big eyes there, there was
3: a the one thing about 83 that that still has never been surpassed it's just the sheer, crazy, insane numbers of fish. The average size was not really that big compared to, you know, what we've had recently especially. But, you know, over the years, like in 97, etc. cetera, there, there's been other El Ninos where there were a, a lot of really nice-sized fish. In 83, it was just sheer numbers to where the, the party boats didn't even really count them. I mean, it would be very typical for an overnight boat, and they didn't even, they had never heard of day and a half trips then. Um, they would—they would just turn in 150 yellowtail, 150 yellowfin tuna. They were small, 150 dorado, 150 skipjack. Because why bother counting them? It was—it was that, and, and and that was before the limit of on dorado was two. So it was—it was those kind of numbers all summer long. And and you're right, Sergio. It didn't last that long. Uh, it was. It's, it's funny. I, I still remember it. There was uh, uh, just before Thanksgiving, they were still biting, and then right over Thanksgiving weekend, there was a there was a big cold winter storm, and when it went by, the, it was over. It was done.
4: Then the there next one that I remember was '97, right? '97. Uh, was, was the other yeah. one? I, I don't yeah, remember yeah, that. There were a lot,
3: a lot of fish. But they were bigger than they had been in '83, and plus, there, mm-hmm. were, plus right. there were a lot more legal restrictions that uh, that keep kept people from going insane on the numbers.
4: Yeah, I mean I remember a trip out of Davies Locker uh, on with Norris Tapp at the at the helm, headed all the way down to the nuclear power plant. Think about that in uh San Clemente. There, headed over there, and purple water and we got into a dorado bike you could actually see the dorado and you just flick out a, a an anchovy okay and you would wait and you'd wait for the bigger fish you, you pulled it away from fish that's a, it was like fishing in a in a fishbowl okay and um it was, it was just awesome awesome fishing like it's been here my, my biggest thing that i want to make sure our listeners understand is what we're living i don't know if it's going to be the new norm but if the fish are biting, you got to get out there. Uh, you can't just sit there and wait. <clears throat> right now, you've got limit style fishing on bluefin. I mean, limits. Um, I've heard of a couple of stories this week where the boats go out for a day and a half. So they leave at 9, yes, you know, 7 and 9 p.m. At 2 o'clock in the morning, they're on the grounds, and they got limits by 4 o'clock in the morning. What do you do for another day? <laughs> you know? And it's like, wow. So it's really, really good fishing. Um, get out there now while they're there. We never know what could turn it off. Mother Nature can just say, okay, that's enough, and call it a day. So get out there. The key is the right gear. We go over, there, over this almost every single show. Uh, Steve always posts uh, things that are really, really helpful and other things that are really going to require a conversation between Steve and I on what I looked like when I was young surfing Okay, you think that got past me, Steve Carson? That didn't get past. I I
3: didn't expect it to get past you. (laughs) All right, but um, but
4: (laughs) yeah, before I dissolve it. No, but anyway, um, there's five outfits that you got to have if you're going out there because you don't know if the fish are going to be. I've seen some tuna as small as 15 to 20 pound, and I've seen some big ones way over 100 pounds. So you've got to be prepared. I,
3: I, I had lunch with a, a prominent San Diego captain this week. We are actually discussing mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, all the cool stuff he had donated for Friends of Rollo. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he was noticing, I, I kind of said, you know, it's nice that finally people are, you know, the, the, you know, and, and God bless Wally World, you know, I mean, I shop there too for paper towels and stuff. But don't Mm -hmm. buy your tackle at Wally World, please, Um, if you're going tuna fishing. Um, He says people are definitely coming out with better quality gear, but there's still many of them reluctant to buy the heavier gear necessary. You know, for for the last couple of weeks, the tuna have been, you know, on the smaller side, 20 to 40 pounds with a few bigger ones. Clearly this week Mm -hmm. the bigger ones are arriving. You know, and, yes. and you're getting uh, some of the trips are, are having having average catches of 60 to 80 pounders, and just the last couple of days, there's been a, a moderate but noticeable number of over 100 pounders. Um, I think I, I haven't been able to track it down definitively, but I think the first over 200 pounder was caught uh, in the last day or two, and they're just going to keep getting bigger. So no. Mm-hmm. Well but, yeah the here, it, but, it, but you the, quote the, unquote always used is not gonna work anymore. You've got to get a right, modern but, upgraded gear.
4: Right, and I'll tell you it, there's, there's a video circulating and there's one on somewhere got posted on Angro Chronicles, uh, friends of Anger Chronicles, and it's a, it's a little video of the deck on the legend, okay, uh, with Captain Steve Taft out of H and M Landing. And you see the quality of the tuna. These things are solid. 60s, 80s. Okay, they got limits of those things. There's, there's one you can see that's kind of small, and only one fish. But I noticed it was probably in his 20s, 30s. Listen, to me saying smaller when we used to thrive on this thing. The also the other thing I want to make sure that people understand it didn't fish maybe as heavily say 15 years ago. What's going on is not the reason we get so excited. All of us in the studio here is because we remember the days. Okay, when there was nothing. <laughs> I mean, this is what we're living today is a phenomenon. Okay, so I really, really want to make the message, get the message out. Get off the couch, book a trip, because we don't know how long this is going to last. If you really want to experience, you know, your real just getting smoked, okay, with wine coming out at tremendous speeds and the excitement of pulling on a fish. In the eighty-pound range, this is the time, and they're plentiful. Okay, uh, Sergio, I would I Sergio, almost don't you say anybody could do uh,
3: it. Sergio, there's also a segment out there, and out there listening, you know who you are. That I hear them lamenting, "Oh, I wish we could get AlbaCore back." They seem to have forgotten. <laughs> in com- they seem to have forgotten in comparison to what we have now. Uh, and I mean, I loved AlbaCore. Uh, but they were not that big.
4: No, they <laughs> By weren't. By comparison
3: to what we're catching now, they were small. I mean, even when they were good size, some years the, the migratory albacore were, you know, 14 to 16 pounds. Most of the time they were maybe mm-hmm. 18 to 22. Anything over 30 was a pretty darn big one. And with one or two exceptional years, you really never saw any over 40 pounds. And the yeah, group you know went what? I... They're just getting bigger and bigger.
4: Well, with the albacore, and I know Danny's coming on in the next segment, so I know he's listening right now. But we we talked with Danny about you know when when the season, if he was an albacore junkie, okay. Um, when you could, when the season would start and the fish happened to be on the bigger size, you know there was an occasional in the forties on the albacore. It usually meant a short season when you got the little ones, but meant for a longer season, okay. Very, very,
3: occasionally you got to pick ones. Also, speaking of the length of the season, uh, even mm-hmm. if you had, you know, a quote-unquote, air quotes, normal season, it might run, you know, maybe it started a- around Father's Day in the middle of June, but more, really the traditional kickoff was Fourth of July weekend. And mm-hmm. generally, um, the albacore themselves would be done by Labor Day, and then maybe you'd have a couple of weeks, that's all. A football yellowfin there in in early September or by October first, you're back to fishing rockfish. That's we, we we are just so blessed right now to have uh, you know the the grade of fish, the length of the season, the quality of the tackle to be able to land these giant fish. And uh, the captains, compared to you know when these bluefin first showed up, everybody was kind of like, holy moly, what do we do here? Believe me, the captains have got the techniques down. They know exactly what they're doing. And um, you know, there's nobody like the captains that we have in Southern California right now to catch these
4: fish. Amen. To no, I agree. That. So yeah. Um, ben, I mean well, we got about, you remember
2: what's that? We got about a minute left before the break. So Okay,
4: with a minute left let me say this. Yes, I did surf back in the day and yes! Wow, I really that, hit I
5: something. I really hit something yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> wow! No, I want to see those happen. pictures. Come on, I want to see those pictures. You doing off the lips and in huge stand-up barrels and all that stuff. That's what I want to see, bro.
4: Those were the days when I learned how to fish on a log. Okay, well, I mean this thing. It almost, it took me and a friend to carry this thing out to the water. <laughs> for me, okay, log this big, huge thing, and I was in. Cerritos, well, I'll kill the last uh, the
2: couple beach. seconds here. But um, uh, speaking of uh, reminiscing about surfing, uh it's funny that uh, this weekend actually, uh, David Nueva and uh, Peter PT uh, Townsend will be at the the surfing museum talking about surfing. So, but anyways, we got to go to break here, okay. guys, and that means that we'll be number back two. Up. Yeah, we'll be opening back up with Danny the sheriff and we'll talk about what uh, Angler Chronicles TV and with that said this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830
8: KLAA we'll be right back uh
6: hey dad cool if I change this
10: They may not get each other's music, but they can both get a COVID-19 booster shot because the CDC recommends booster shots for people 12 years and older after completion of a primary series. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer.
0: Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs ensuring everything is game day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enter game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts Hi. to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you. With supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by Grainger. For the ones who get it done. Angels Radio AM 30 K L A A,
6: Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire,
0: where Angels baseball lives. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA30KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA30KLAA.
1: Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles.
2: All right, everybody, when you hear that music, you know what time it is. We're talking about the sheriff, the jigslinger, and also very proud person of the first-place Angels with the most wins
8: in baseball.
11: Danny, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ron and Steve Carson, Ben. Glad to see you back in there, Ben Seacrest. And Sergio, I hope you're having a great time with your family in Sacramento. I'm glad you're able to do that, Serge. I don't know if Sergio can hear me there or not, Ron. But um I can barely,
4: I can barely hear you No he no it's, it's, music. it's
11: all good you know the Angels what 14 and 7 I mean that's that's got to be their best start ever as far as I I can recall It
2: actually I know is the, uh, the year it actually had, it it, it equal well they were 13 and 6 last uh in uh I think 21 but uh yeah it's pretty close
11: Yeah yeah and well, the, I remember the year they won the World Series in you oh know, two. It, they got off to a six and thirteen start, right? <laughs> so, anyway, no, it's all good. I'm glad, glad they're off to a good start. Good April. Um, you know, you were talking about AlbaCore. Of course, I I go mm-hmm. back a long way with AlbaCore fishing, even into the late '50s and and uh, fish. You know, with my dad, San Diego, of course. In '72, I chartered Frank Lopresti on, on the old Searcher. I had thirteen charters with him that year and caught a lot of albacore and uh, corby worked on the qualifier one o- hundred and five in uh 1985 there they had there was a big bunch of of uh, albacore that hung off a colonette there for a long time and and uh, of course those were uh, like two and a half day trips but anyway uh yeah I, I haven't i haven't seen an albacore in so long i've i've forgotten about them the bluefin like uh you guys are saying, and Steve, you know, the albacore, yeah, you know, a big albacore back in those days, 25, 30 pounds, once in a while 35, typically uh, 17, 19, 22 pounds, you know, right, right in that area. And, uh, but these blue fins, oh my gosh, they're just, uh, it's its a whole different ball game. So that's what we need to be taking Danny, advantage of. you out, hear me? So. But, um,
1: Anyway, it, it, it's any? all
11: good. I, let yeah. me, um, uh, Ron and, and guys uh, and all of our listeners, let me get right into our uh, show tomorrow, Ron, because it's, this is one we've been waiting for. I've been working on it for, for some time. Sergio and I worked together putting this one together, doing some uh, lead-ins and what have you. Uh, it's, it's all about Freedom Boat Club, and uh, we had, uh, we, you know, we, we uh, spotlight. Uh, in particular, their brand-new uh, Marina Del Rey location, you know, they're very proud of that because now they've got Santa Monica Bay covered. Uh, uh, Sergio mentions from, from uh, PV all the way past and west of Point Doom, you can fish all that out of uh, Marina Del Rey. So that's, that really is a big deal. And they also, of course, you know, families is a big deal at Freedom Boat Club. It's a family operation with all not just their fishing boats, the bow riders and and um, oh, of course they've got plenty of the twenty-four foot uh, Key West Center consoles. They got a lot of those, including the AC one and two, the Defiance pilot houses. They got they added more um, Duffies this year. They got a couple of Duffies in Marina Del Rey, so it, it's really big deal. And uh, we we got to take uh, Jackson Lane. That's Mike Lane's son, Badger. We call him. Uh, fishing. There's some clips of that. Got some clips of my little, uh, well, not so little. They were 10 years old, my great-grandchildren. Uh, they're in there. But William Johnson catches a couple of dandy fish in uh, you, you You've got to dial in just to see that. And uh, but anyway, uh, again, it's uh, spotlighting the Marina Del Rey. And, and what I wanted to say is tomorrow, you know, normally we're on at 830 and we will be, 99% of the time, but tomorrow it is 9.30 a.m., so make a note of that. Your DVR will probably pick that up anyway. 9.30, Bally's, Bally uh, Sports West, and again at 11 on the HD, uh, SoCal HD, which is also Bally. So it's a it's a big episode tomorrow, Ron, and uh, brand new, and a lot, a lot of new clips, and sp- again, spotlighting. Freedom Bo- Boat Club, which we all uh, run.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, I don't know. I'll have Sergio okay. try to say let something me, uh, there. Yeah, let,
4: I know that he can't hear me. I can hear him, but he can't uh. hear me. But let me just tell you this. So I've seen the uh, the episode, and um, uh, it, it really is cool because you get to see everything that we can do from a private boating aspect. And here, here, I always say this, you know, uh, Ron, you and I have talked about I live in a condo folks i I can't store a boat so i mean i've had to get either storage or uh get put in a marina Uh, i'm not mechanically inclined so i can't fix them and remember boat stands for bust out another thousand um the beauty about um these these boats freedom boat club is i've got 2200 boats at my disposal throughout the united states anywhere you go that there's a port even some lakes Throughout the country, you just make a reservation, get on it, and go. Uh, the boat's waiting for you on the water. The You come in, and you've seen how easy it is, Ron. You come in, the kids grab your stuff, take it to your car. You don't have to clean the boat. You don't have to fix the boat. It's ready for you. That in itself is huge. I don't own a truck, so I can't tow my uh, boat if I had one. And, you know, everybody, you know, have one, good. But I have anything from a 24-foot to... To pilot houses, center consoles, uh, all kinds of uh, boats at my disposal. So it makes Freedom Boat Club really cool. And now, with Marina Del Rey, Redondo, uh, uh, 22nd Street Landing, they got some over there, and then they got the Huntington Harbor, and then you can also make use of the ones in San Diego. Uh, ben, you and I, you you used the San Diego ones. We took the twins. Remember? Yeah. Uh, we went looking for tuna. So, how how cool was that? We came in and just got off the boat. All we did was put fuel, and we were done.
5: Yeah, I mean, so
4: there is a big huge benefit. Chad used to
5: Chad used uh, t- uh, Chad used to belong to that, and he would take me all the time in those boats down in San Diego, and um, super easy. Mm-hmm. Show up, get on the boat, take off, come back in, just walk away.
4: Yeah. So. That, that, that's, uh, if you don't want to, you know, I mean, you, on the other hand, own your own boat. Yes, and, and I you know I spend a lot of time washing
5: boats. boats.
4: <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's no washing, there's no nothing. You get off the boat, you're done. So there is a big, huge benefit. You guys get to see it, and you'll see Launch Point Willie. He caught a monster uh, cod. He caught Dorado on the boat last year. Uh, obviously, all the, the bass locally. You got some yellowtail in the episode. I mean, really is a wide variety, okay, of, of uh, fish. And not to mention, not to mention, you know, Rhonda and I, we went on a Sunday, we went out there just off of Catalina, caught bluefin. It really is a lot of fun when you catch them yourself. In other words, when you're the captain. There's something to be said about that. Okay, so really, really cool. All right, is Danny still on,
11: or is he off? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still here, Serge. I hear you. I hear you now.
4: Oh, good. I can hear excellent. So yeah, a fantastic episode, Danny, and uh, looking forward to the twenty twenty two version. Okay, we're, we're getting really yes. good at this voting uh, thing, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, hey, we, we may have a future in it. <laughs> uh,
11: well, I, I sure, I sure hope so. <laughs> it sure looks like okay. it.
2: Well, I'll continue to work yeah, with and, both and, of you. You'll get better. your
4: question, Oh, my God. Yeah, the answer to answer your question, Danny, I'm having a great time up here in Sacramento. Uh, Today's going to be a big day. My niece and my godchild is graduating from college, okay? And um, it's, it's a little bit bigger feat than most folks because my, uh, my godchild has Asperger's, okay? Although I, I was told last night that you can't call it that anymore, that the politically correct is she's on the spectrum. So to graduate with honors it's huge okay and um which is awesome here with my folks that's the other thing we say get off the couch go fishing and then spend some time with your family it's precious it's precious they're here one day on the next. okay so spend time spend time with those people that you love very very
11: important okay so yeah
4: you're having a great time here jackson
11: well, I'm, I'm glad you exactly. are, Sergio, because you, you you deserve it. You have a beautiful family, and and uh, you know you've, you've still got your parents there, and and of course your niece graduating from college. That's that, it's just a big. It's a real big deal. It's important that we can do these things. Of course, we love the fish, but we we take our time uh, with our families. We all know that. Of course, Ben has uh, children too. They're grown like mine, and and Ron, and and. Uh, so it, it's important, and it's important to take them fishing, too, and that's one thing that, that we've all done, and that's uh, kind of highlighted in this new episode tomorrow as well. this one last thing, and I'll get going here. Uh, ben, glad to see you, glad to hear you back in studio. We've missed you, buddy. And Thank your, you. your uh, expertise. Yeah, it's really nice. So I'll sign off, Sergio, and you have a great weekend, and all the listeners there, too, Ron Hobbs.
2: Yeah, you know. Hey, I was. I, you guys were just talking about family. I have my grandson this weekend, and um, I'm actually going to take him to Santa River Lakes today. So. Cool. I thought you were cool. playing music. Know. Well, we are. We will be playing music later on, as always. But yes, he will be going to Santa River Lakes as soon as I get
11: home to pick him up. Oh, ah, that's cool. Very, Very good. good. Very good. So. All right. Well, I'm going I'm right. to duck out, and I'll be listening. Everybody, have a great weekend, and then we'll we'll see y'all next week. See you, Danny. All right, see you guys. Everybody. Nice.
4: <clears throat> yes. So uh, yeah. So I- everything's uh, looking really good. Let me get back to this uh, tuna thing because um, got a couple of messages here as we were talking. <laughs> Very important, uh, Steve and Ben. Uh, the right gear, the right gear is everything. Okay. So one of the things you guys can do if the cost makes you shy away a little bit. Head down, I'm telling you, the c force today, you can pick up really good quality gear. It is used, but you know what? You get it tuned up, and there is gear there available to catch some of these bigger bluefin without, you know, shooting a huge wad of money. So that's a good way to quote
3: It's quote-unquote used, but some of it has never actually been fished. It sat in somebody's garage or in their closet. You know, maybe for a number of years untouched, gathered a little bit of dust, Mm -hmm. but 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 it's it's used in name only. It's amazing stuff. Some of them.
4: Yeah. So get out there, check it out, um, and and get on it. Okay. So um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Do me a favor, Steve. um, If you have it handy, post one more time the five uh, outfits. Okay. It's more about line class. Everybody knows that Steve is with Penn and uh, and Ben's with Accurate, okay. And we also love our fishing syndicate rods. What I want you guys to concentrate on is the line classes that you should have, okay. And whatever we need 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 to cut you off.
2: I need to cut you off, and you know already. Yeah, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but we got. We're not going to say something. You know, between Ben and and, and Steve, we got reels covered, and and coming back, we'll have Oliver, and he'll match up the right rods and with the reels. So, this is Angels Radio on AMA 30KLAA. You're listening to Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back.
0: Angels Radio. AMA 30.
6: why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego with a Freedom Boat Club membership enjoy fishing water sports and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee low monthly membership dues and three free months when you join the club that's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details
0: angels radio
2: am
9: 830
2: all right everybody welcome back to angler chronicles on angels radio am 830 klaa and you know like i went out saying that this was uh you know we got the rod we got the reels covered um first of all good morning oliver
12: Good
2: morning, Ron. I don't have Rico Suave to play for you, I am so sorry. Uh, uh
12: you know what?
2: But, I'm, I'm out. Okay. And um, also, but real quick... Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Say hi to uh, Cliff, he's in studio. Good morning.
4: Hey, Cliff, good morning. And
2: say hi to your morning, brother Georgia. Sergio hey. on the other end. Hey, what's up, Ben? What's
4: going on, Oliver? <laughs> What's going
2: on, okay then uh we just got a caller i'm going to take him real quick and 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 handle this uh let's go to rick in torrance rick good morning
9: good morning angler chronicles and crew how are you doing this morning Good morning
2: we're good how are you
9: ah great uh fishing a tournament today uh we pre-fished it yesterday uh using our uh fishing syndicate inshore rods the all graphite rods and uh the fishing Syndicate baits that we just now released really uh, not that long ago. And, uh, you know, it was tough to find the fish at first, but we uh, we got a pattern, got an area to fish, and it was pretty much a wide-open sand bass and calico bass fishing. So we're going to be heading back to that area today. Uh, pretty loaded with fish. It was kind of hard to find them down south, uh, so we found them here, and uh, the San Pedro area biting pretty well, and uh, we got a, a good whack at them yesterday. A lot of fish, uh, some nice. You know, we would have put a good bag together yesterday, but uh, we left them biting. So we're going to head back there this morning and see if we can't get them to to bite again. Uh, area looks pretty good. It's loaded with fish.
2: Well, cool. Um, so that means next week you'll have a report on how well you guys did, correct?
9: Oh, absolutely.
2: Okay, sir. Give absolutely. Us, give us a call back, and, and you know, thanks for letting us know that. Um, I'll get with you, and we'll find out where you're fishing. If you're going to give out those secrets, but most people won't. But
9: oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah uh, I was fishing uh, Sergio's. I was fishing Sergio's spot yesterday, oh. and uh, we I got you. Uh,
2: it's in the ocean. You know,
9: I went and, I went and, I went and poached the spot over there for a little bit. Uh, Didn't meter a lot of fish, couldn't get them to bite. Uh, But we found some biters. Hopefully that pattern holds true today and uh, we get them
4: to go again. Okay. Well, he didn't catch any fish. I I think you can hear me. But tell the reason he didn't catch any fish is because they're, they're my fish. That's, okay. He can hey, hear you. Hey, you can meter them, but they won't bite. they no,
5: you have to be under five feet to catch them. If you're five foot and over, oh, you don't catch them. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
9: I got I got I got Brian McKimley here oh, with me today hey. we fixed it yesterday, <laughs> and I got uh, the big sexy GT here. Oh goodness! Good
11: times.
9: We'll be right back. <laughs> wow, sounds okay, like they're gonna do be, it with
2: that being said rick thank you for the report and we look forward next week to tell it tell us how you did
9: absolutely right. you guys have a great day
2: thanks rick okay let's get with <laughs> oliver and uh you know ben and sergio and steve and we'll talk about right now with what's going on out there you, you cannot go out there without the proper equipment and like we've been saying okay, for the last so three or we, four we, weeks that, is yeah. make sure you have fresh line and everything your gear has been serviced.
4: Okay, so let me set and, this and up th- because th- you're, th- here, th- here here th- here's, th-
3: fresh fresh line me, fresh line means you got it wound this year at the very least. Preferably you got it wound literally in the week before, wound onto your reel, the week before you go out. And if you wound yeah. on your reel, and I'm talking about monofilament, uh, if you want to on your reel last year, even if you didn't use it, and especially if you did, change it anyway. Now, braid is pretty inert, and, and your braid will last, uh, you know, assuming that the fish doesn't drag you, you know, uh, across uh, the bottom of the boat and fray it all up. The braid's pretty inert. It'll probably last a minimum of five years or more. Monofilament does not last. It, it deteriorates pretty quickly, and just because it looks good and feels good, if it's left over from last year, just you, you can't trust it, not with the size of the fish we're catching now.
2: Well, not only that, when you're in the yeah, shops just, and you're in the stores and stuff like that, there is an expiration date online, so you might want to take a look at that mm-hmm. before you buy stuff. So,
4: Yeah, one of the things people forget is that with monofilament, even the sun uh, will, will cause harm to the line, so just um, keep that in mind, okay? uh so but what i want to talk about okay, is this, hold on hold yeah, on Everybody knows. hold that, on sergio yeah. hold
2: on right now we got steve phelps from long beach sports fish you want to bring him up and he'll get a report really quick and then we'll get back to the topics okay good morning steve right. phelps how you doing buddy hey good morning guys how's everyone doing good good go, good uh go ahead go ahead and hit right to it buddy <laughs> all right <laughs> Well, uh, Captain James, uh,
10: Captain James ran the uh, El Dorado yesterday, and he decided to, you know, hit San Nick. We had a little weather window, and it was actually really good fishing, guys. Uh, lots of lots of big rockfish, sheephead, whitefish, and uh, like I mentioned last week, those yellows are, you know, could start biting any time. They actually did. They hooked some in the dark, like they started doing at this time last year. They hooked about ten or twelve fish, and the guys lost them all. They're all all big fish. Uh, the guys are fishing light line and kind of lost them all but it's it's time and like i've been mentioning starting monday we are switching back over to san nicholas island for at least a couple of weeks if not longer and when that surface action heats up um at the other islands we we will you know start doing that again um it didn't work out like we had hoped you know for the last uh, few weeks we gave it a lot of effort and uh caught a few fish but it wasn't as promising as we had hoped so we're switching back over to San Nick for a while starting Monday, guys. Every night, uh, the party at 8.30 p.m. on the El Dorado.
2: Perfect. How about the Victory? Victory's been
10: doing really well, both Captain Phil and Captain George. Uh, been fishing local still, loading up on the bottom fish. It's been really good fishing. Sheephead whitefish. Starting to catch a few bass inside. So it's a uh, thing are starting to shape up. Once this wind gives us a break, water should start warming up, and uh, we should start getting some better surface action.
2: Well, yeah, we were on the victory. Hey, uh,
4: and, yeah. Uh, go ahead.
2: Go
10: ahead. Go no, ahead, I was Sergio.
4: going to bring attention back to the Eldorado hey, Steve, can, can Steve hear me? Can you hear me? Steve?
10: I can't hear Sergio.
4: Okay. So tell him to hang on for a second. Right. Okay. Hang on for a so second, this, Steve. No problem. So here's here's something that's going on here all right we really want to try to get out and we're, we're testing the water we don't have a date yet but what i'd like to do is do it overnight to clemeni okay and it'll be and please pay attention calico bass only okay we're going to put a special trip limited load calico bass only okay now if we happen to catch a yellowtail where we're catching bass that's okay but we're going to target some of these bigger calico bass so Um, We'll keep you guys posted. It'll be on the El Dorado. It will be during the week. We don't want to have a huge crowd. I want to probably limit it to maybe 25 max, okay, and go out there and have a good time. I know uh, TJ wants to get that done. I really want to give that a shot. it would be a lot of fun, okay, have a whole day of Calico bass fishing. So if that's that's something that you like, please let us know. Reach out to me or reach out to Ron and uh we're gonna put the date together it'll be um good stuff we'll see if corner the Teresa can uh bring us some chicken okay we'll have a good uh, taco lunch with some unbelievable chicken okay and um make this a trip okay um and we're going keep- going
2: forward this guys i'm going to give you a phone number to call which is you know my and we need we want to put this trip together as quick as we can but we want to mm-hmm. make sure that we can fill this up before we start getting a date so Call area code 714-969-9750 and tell us if you're interested in the calico bass.
4: Yeah, it, it would definitely be during the week, so have a lot less traffic, okay? And uh, just hit Clemente and just uh, have at it. Uh, ben, legendarily, okay, uh, I think the bigger bass have come out of Catalina, but the quantity of solid quality bass comes out of Clemente, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, for numbers of bigger fish like that, five to eight pound class fish, that's pretty much a uh, pretty much Clementy thing. World record caught over at Catalina, you know, before the fourteen seven or fourteen nine out of Newport was Catalina. Always had bigger fish for a long time, but don't forget, you know, I mean, you get over to Clementy and you start doing that stuff, you better be fishing some uh, some. Cut, kelp cutter rigs in the sense of just being able to land the fish you know because um mm-hmm. they pull pretty hard if they're going straight back into their house you're, you're going to have a time getting them out
4: okay yeah and but they are there we see them from our friends all the time bring them out just think about what we could do with four tanks full of bait
5: <laughs> yeah the other uh, thing though, though remember you're seeing serge you're seeing guys catch fish in shallow water so they're catching fish mm-hmm. in shallow water in a in a boat, you're going to be fishing edges and corners of kelp and maybe some other structure too. But that's where you're not going to have the same advantage because we can get them out in a skiff. If they start doing weird things, we can drive the boat and get the fish out. And in the big boat, I'm just telling you about make sure you got some 50 or 65 pound braid on some of those 300 size reels. Yes,
4: yes, you have to do that, and uh, yeah, and then that opens up for. Other varieties of fish, maybe an occasional white sea bass, definitely some yellows that will be in that in outside of the kelp, especially you're drawing these fish out. So it's a lot of fun. So if you guys are interested, we're putting a trip together. Run a call at 714 969 9750. See if you want an interest. We're only going to take 25, okay? And just have just some fun with calico bass. So if some of you guys that are closet calico bass fishermen like me, hey, this is perfect.
5: This is
2: a closet fun. and also uh, too guys. steve's going to give out his information too and you can call them as well and steve and i we talk to each other almost every single day so we'll figure out how many people we're going to have here and i i'm excited to go on this thing and we want to get this done so uh, steve go ahead and tell us how you can get a hold of you
10: it's long uh, longbeachsportfishing.com to, to uh to book our open party trips now uh, longbeachsportfishing.com click book online uh to get a hold of us it's uh Eric 432 five six two four three two eight nine nine three. And I kind of heard what Sergio was saying. Um yeah, you heard the boss is gonna give me the day off, so hopefully I can uh hopefully I can make it with you guys on that calico bass trip.
2: Yep, he did promises. Uh, he did. He did. Yeah, I had two witnesses. <laughs> All right, Steve. Hey, thanks. Guys, I love it. Thanks, buddy. Um yeah, we'll see you. In fact, I'm gonna actually be out there uh next week and we'll have lunch. All right.
10: All
4: right, sounds good. It was good seeing you guys the other day. You guys, uh, everyone, have a good day. Go All right, thanks, Steve. <clears throat> thanks. All right. So let, 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 let's get back to what we were talking before we run out of time. You we know, just um, did.
2: We just did. We're just going to go to a break here. So <laughs> keep uh, keep keep that thought to Angler Chronicles right. on Angels Radio AM eight thirty K L A A. We'll be right back.
0: All
2: right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA. And, Sergio, now I promise you for the next, I think, was it, 13
4: minutes? <laughs> okay, give, give, me this, yeah, give me this time here. So here's the deal. All right, um, I mentioned it earlier. We have with us right now on the show three guys that represent three fantastic companies. We have Steve with Penn, we have Ben with Accurate, and we have uh, Oliver with Fishing Syndicate. And it doesn't matter, I don't, at the end of the day, I always say your, 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 your reels, your rods that you pick is, is individual what you like, okay? We all have preferences. But the key is grabbing the right size gear for the right size fish, okay? Now, yes, everybody knows I like to push the envelope all the time, always saying the bass rod this and that. But, you know, when we talk to these tuna, you're not going to see me with the bass rod on a uh, 100-pound tuna. It's just not going to happen. Okay, uh, Okay. But, I,
2: um, I li- okay. hold on. I lied. <laughs> right now, well, go ahead and cue up Rick Scott, <laughs> Captain Rick Scott oh, on the guy. Ocean Odyssey, and he can join the conversation, too. He'll know exactly what we yeah. need. That guy? So, good morning, that Captain guy. Rick Scott.
7: Good morning. I think if they're 100-pounders, we're not going to see Sergio surgery
5: surgery anywhere around that. No, that's what I was thinking. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> He's going to ah, be no. on his log. I, I sleep on those things.
4: <laughs> I sleep on those. But, yeah, uh, yeah, go here. But, take well, this, why, please. Why,
5: why do why do we have
4: Captain Rick Scott talk about tuna right now when all he cares about is feathers? Oh. Okay? That's right. He's
5: shooting turkeys. Nah, like he was <laughs> catching that. trout. I watched him. Yes, he was.
2: Oh, he saw it, hey, Rick. Got- yeah.
7: yeah, Good trout
4: fishing.
7: Yeah, fish. on the
4: bass yeah. rod. On <laughs> the <laughs> fly rod. On the fly rod. I love it. Yeah, so, uh, Rick, I mean, you know, uh, you're perfect for this because we, 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 we do this all the time. You and I have been together got for probably over 20, or 15, 20 years now, since the Ronnie days, uh-huh. and then, you know, now with Angler Chronicles for the last eight, and we've seen just about every situation uh, of people coming out and trying to catch a big fish with a little rod and reel, and it just, it just doesn't happen. And, um, yeah. or we go out there, and, and the drag's not set correctly. They have all the right gear, but the drag's not set correctly, and you just, it, it breaks your heart, because they finally get a fish of a lifetime, and they break off or they're not doing things right and you know you try to teach them but not everybody will listen so hopefully and i understand in the middle of that craziness of having a fish on some people put blinders on just like the horses and they don't see anything what's going on around them when they really should they don't listen etc but maybe now but when they're not on a fish they, they just heed the warnings because it's a heartbreaker and you have a big right. fish, and well, add to the, you add to the because... the situation in the darkness. What's that? Because
7: You're fishing at night. In the darkness. Now you're fishing at night, most okay. of the time. You, you can't see your uh-huh. line. You're going to get tangled up for sure. So you want that heavier mm-hmm. line. The heavier line you can get bit on in the dark, you know, the, the better. And uh, get that fish out on the boat. So don't be fishing that 30-pound yeah. yeah. or 40-pound when there's 100-pound mm-hmm. fish around. And then, especially when it gets yeah. dark, and when it gets dark, even if they're twenty-five or thirty pounders, you know, fish the eight, sixty, eighty pound, because, like I said, it, it's mm-hmm. dark. You're going to get tangled, and uh, you, you got less of a chance in the dark of getting that fish on the boat with that many people on the boat.
4: Well, you know, I've got you, I've got Steve, I've got uh, Ben, and Oliver. On let me just say this, and see if you guys agree: when a fish gets to sixty pounds and above, how important is two speed? Holy cow. <laughs> At least for me.
7: Okay. Uh, that was awkward. <laughs> Who's going to go
5: first? <laughs> I just sit back and wait here. i got to wait a minute. Okay. Go, all right, hang on. Okay, let's Steve, to Steve. Let's to Steve. Steve, go ahead.
3: Yeah, you'll, you'll hear quite frequently very young, very strong construction worker types. Say, oh, you don't need a two-speed, or at least not, you know, for tackle up to 40-pound test. Yeah, you do. And, and here's why. Because when you're doing with a single-speed reel, when you're doing a pumping reel, you pump up, you reel down. You pump up, you reel down. Every time you drop the rod to reel down, that tuna gets to point his nose down a little bit. And even if he's tired, he just has to kick his tail a little bit, and he can go, you know, 8 or 10 feet. So you gain 5 feet and you lose 10 feet. And the fight ends up taking a much, much longer time than it should. With a two speed reel, once the once the fish has settled down and is just circling below you, you
5: pop it into low Steve, hold on. Wow. Steve, hold on. I hear honkers.
1: I hear honkers.
5: <laughs> are you are you yeah. hunting? No, I'm standing on the back porch. But those are, those are honkers. Those are honkers. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Steve, go ahead. <laughs> I don't hear that. I just saw some up in Pyramid. I was stunned to hear that.
3: <laughs> so, anyway, so the tuna is directly below you, and he's circling. And uh, when you when you have a two-speed reel, you pop it into low, and you just grind. And that way, you're never dropping the rod, and the tuna doesn't get a chance to point his nose down. Now, if he wants to run, he's still going to run. But he's not going to be doing just those little tail kicks, those annoying gain 5 feet, lose 10 feet kind of thing. Just, you just grind it in low, and a fight that, in, you know, with a 2-speed reel, you know, you're not going to wind them right in, but maybe it'll take 30, 35 minutes to wind, you know, a good-sized fish in with a 2-speed, and it would take an hour to wind it in with a single speed, and in that extra 30 minutes, so many things can go wrong. I'm sorry. Go
2: ahead.
5: I, okay. I so hear, now I Rick,
3: let's Rick let's go let's go to let's go to, so, let's go to Ben.
5: You guys go. go ahead, Ben. You know what? The, two speeds do make a lot of things easier, but I was just in Fiji catching those yellow fins, and unfortunately, we didn't have any two speeds on the boat, and we did a couple of them. We had one that was 152, and another one that was just under that on the single speed turns, 600 narrows, <laughs> and it's i'll tell you it's always possible on single speeds too just i mean two speeds are the way to go if you're going to do it but just remember the rail is your friend and you can sit there and do the same thing with one of those it will take a while but anything's possible but to me I, i want two speeds 80 pounds and above i'll do two speeds the the smaller ones i'll sit there and do especially blue fins are different than yellow fins but um, I, I I appreciate the opportunity to actually be able to cast something and catch a forty or sixty pound fish doing that, and it seems like that star drag works pretty good to do it, especially the new turn. Oh yeah, absolutely. Woo. Okay, now,
4: and that's why I said, and that's why I said, Ben, in that around sixty pounds, I think above that the two speed really really makes a big difference. And uh, especially on on a big boat, too. I mean, it's a lot different fishing on a small uh, private boat or ponga versus a party boat, okay? um, Oh, party boat, you're right, exactly.
5: uh,
4: Yeah, so, Rick, I mean, you know, you're on the boat year after year. What do you like to see on these fish that are 60 pounds? You want a two-speed, don't you?
7: Oh, yeah, 80-pound flying, two-speed reel, you know, um, keep the pressure on them. Take every little bit that you can. It's just hard to do when you're high gear. You pop it down in boat gear. You can uh, mm-hmm. really start taking up that line. And, you know, and it's, on a sport boat, it's timing. Um, the longer that fish is in the water on a sport boat, the, uh, the, the less chance you have of getting that thing on the boat. So, you know, you want to try to get that thing on the boat as quick as you can, but manageable so you're not, you're not breaking them off.
5: Now, we've had lots okay. of fun on your boat, Rick, with guys, teaching the – Teaching the girls about the two speeds and some of those younger dudes, like the the teenagers, yep. that's yep. that t- if they learn young, they understand the importance of that reel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. We
7: never, we never and, had that when we were young.
5: No, we got our well, we got our rear ends handed to us. Sorry, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and here, here's the
4: other thing. And now, now we talk about two speeds, but let's go to the rod now. Let's bring Oliver in. How important, and, and you made a mention to it, Ben. Putting the the rod on the rail, okay, so important, but you've got to be able to do it right, okay? And some of these, what do they call these things now, these uh, rail rods, okay, Uh, the the foregrip is a little bit longer. Uh, Oliver, why don't you talk about that a little bit and why those are so important? Yeah, so, you know, you
12: need to have a, a balance. Setup at the end of the day, um, and you know on the two-speed reel, it's a great luxury to be able to fish that on your 30-pound setup, right? You know catching fish at 50, 60, um, you'll just it'll be easier for you to put key pressure on that on that fish. Like Captain Rick said, put that rod on the on the rail, and and just crank away. No need to be doing your West Coast style, you know pumping and grinding when you when you could just use that low gear. Uh, the rod plays, you know, uh, a very important function in this. Uh, if you have the right rod, which Fortuna should be a composite rod, a uh, graphite with glass, um, you know, that graphite is going to provide the backbone and that glass is going to provide, provide the, uh, the muscle, the lifting uh, power, because glass wants to recoil, it wants to come back to its straight form uh, anytime it's bent. So that's going to be lifting that fish uh, from, you know, from the dead. So you want to have the right setup at the end of the day. And, and, Sergio, you talk about how some guys will fish the wall on a fishing hundred-pound line. I've seen guys fishing the twilight for sand bass using 60-pound leaders. Uh, and then you go mm-hmm. offshore, and Rick's nightmare comes true. You come the guys with a light line uh, because of the sport. Uh, it's fun. It's doable. Um, if you've been fishing for a couple decades, we all have done it. You know, had a 40, 50 pound uh, tuna on, you know, 20 pound test. Um, it is doable, mm-hmm. but it's not fun for the rest of the passengers. So,
4: as you guys just mentioned, well, I'll tell you what, Oliver, Rick body. sees me, Rick sees me come on the boat, and he goes, "Oh, there's my worst nightmare," because he sees my bass rods coming on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Guys, who, yeah, guys but,
12: with light line because they're doing it for the sport. Because maybe we've caught so much fish throughout our lifetime, we are a nightmare for those captains because you know we want to. We we do it for the sport most more than for you know uh, catching meat. Right. Uh, I'm happy if I catch one fish in a day I, I don't like catching bait. Uh, it's just a first personal mm-hmm. uh, vendetta. And, and you know if I if I could trigger a the the fish to bite my jig. One
4: jig fish counts for ten bait fish for me, and so um, okay, well, uh, you know I've had. you know you. And you brought what this is- up, so I'm going to bring you, you're bringing. You're coming up with a brand new rod called the, what, the J90. Okay, um, ninety, 90 jig stick. Uh, ninety day. Okay, so um, I I don't know if I would recommend that for eighty pound fish and above. But how much fun would that the be? The G90?
5: Oh, my God. Oh, you, you, you're going gonna to kill yourself. It's like putting a gun to your head.
4: <laughs> Jesus.
5: I know, but... but Oliver and I are tight, and we talk about this stuff all the time. There's no way you're uh-huh. going to be able to go through and handle some of that stuff unless you're some... Who was seeing it earlier? Some big, strong dude.
4: Okay, Bob, let me just Let me just say this to Rick. So, Rick, I'm coming on the boat with one of these rods, and you're going to be right next to me, and we'll be taking turns.
5: Actually, you know what, Rick? I would love to just help Sergio. I'll get behind him and help him do that. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> we got to take
2: a break now, you guys. Um, first of all, uh, Mike Blue and the boys at Tempe Stadium. Good morning. This is Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLAA Ooh. Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. radio AM 830 looking for something to do today come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar whether it's sports, drinks games or food Michael's has something for everybody and don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill 15192 Golden West Street Westminster, California just south of the 405 freeway Michael's Sports Pub and Grill.
0: Angels Radio,
6: AM eight
2: thirty. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM eight thirty, KLAA.
4: All right, let me take it from here. Okay, so it's the last segment, so let's do this. Uh, Let's wrap it up with um, you know making sure if you go out there right now, you catch the fish. You don't just them. Uh, hooking them obviously is the important thing, but landing them is even more important. There, like that. We're uh, we're not English majors. It's more important, okay, to land them. Uh, to with them Biden? On the deck. What that? Branded. Are You
5: friends with Biden?
4: There you go. <laughs> getting political on me. You got to understand. I'm up here in Sacramento, dude. I, I can't even move here
5: you like Brandon?
4: Dude, I can't even move here. I can't even move up here. <laughs> anyway, but let me we're 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 going on a tangent. Bottom line is this, have the right gear. Okay? There's great stuff out there, okay? I'm a big huge supporter of all of them. To me, a is like jewelry, okay? And it, it, when you find one that that, that that works the way you want to, in fact, uh, Ben, uh, you know I just saw the finishing the finished product, almost, uh, of the Cedro strip that we did with Ron. And you're going to see the turn twos. I mean, a brand-new reel, star drag, unbelievable, okay? The Fathom. I mean, um, uh, Steve, you hooked me up with a beautiful Fathom low-profile. Those things are just amazing. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, and when you match them up with a great rod like the fishing syndicate rods, I'm telling you, it's the way to go, but you got to have the right gear. And I think Rick would attest to this. He sees it day in and day out. People come on the boat, a couple of things will happen. You either come out and you have all the wrong gear and you blow your opportunity. Or you come up with all the right gear, but your drags are not set right. Your line's too old. Um, your reel isn't serviced. You can have a beautiful reel that hasn't been serviced in two years that doesn't... Do well. I mean, both. Um, uh, after, I mean, you know, think about this, uh, Ben. You're in the, you're in the, in the factory there, okay. If it's not properly serviced, no reel is going to work well.
5: It's no different right? than a car. Just remember that. Cars have to mm-hmm. get the oil changed. They got to get their annual service, whatever. I mean, you can, you can. It's almost like playing Russian roulette. The longer you go, you're going to hook the fish of your dreams. And something's going to go wrong, and it's going to be my fault because you don't know how to take care of your stuff.
4: Right, and I'll tell you, the same thing happens with rods. In fact, uh, I'll let Oliver jump in on this one. Uh, One of the things that I've started to do, because I've seen it more lately, okay, with these new ceramic guides. Take a Q-tip before you go out and run the Q-tip on the inside of every uh, guide, and if you see some of that cotton to stay on the guide, it means you have a chip in it. When the line hits it and it's so taut, you know, from, from having a fish on the other side, it'll cut your line, okay? Spectra cuts very easily. It's strong, but it's like butter, okay? And um, I think, you know, also checking your your, your your rods. People don't think about paying attention to your rod. Any, anything in particular, uh, Oliver, that you would say about rod care?
12: I mean, you know, the ceramics are are great and, um, you know, great invention for the Spectra, but just make sure that rod doesn't hit the deck, Uh, and and I know that's nearly impossible uh, when you're traveling, when you're on the boat. Uh, That's typically the the main thing that happens to this rod. Uh, You leave it on the rail Mm -hmm. and someone is casting a jig, they, you know, they don't look back, to hit your rod. Um, you, you don't know about it. Um, you know, a lot of rod damage happens like that. So um, all you can do is do your best to uh, try to keep them from hitting the deck. Uh, clean them, wash them, uh, and just check them before you go out, you know. Uh, check them at the end of every trip. I, I've had people tell me, <laughs> I checked them, you know, when I did my last trip and I went fishing the next time and, you know, the tip was missing. Um, so... You know, there's only so much you could do with 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 these tools, right? Um, nothing is made to last forever. Uh, everything needs service, whether it's uh, a rod or a reel. Hey,
4: uh, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, and Ron, how much time do we have? Why don't you uh, um, ask how much? the board operators? Okay, so because what I want to do is I want to about it off seven the minutes, we have- but. Uh, we got about seven, okay, minutes. seven minutes.
2: But uh, hey, Rick, okay. why don't you give us how to get a hold of you real quick and get that out yeah, of the way?
7: Yeah, let me get signed out here. We got trout. We got to go catch. Don't um, say that. You can log on. Huh? You catching blueprint trout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, dot Schedules up online there. The phones are ringing or the people are booking right online. Not not having to call. That's nice. Or if you want to talk to Dina, 619-889-4535. And uh, we're looking forward to the, the season coming up here pretty soon for us. But you know the guys are already out there catching them. So just take the right gear. Take those heavy jigs. Take the heavy line. And it sounds like it's pretty easy fishing right now.
2: Excellent. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Rick.
7: Okay. You you know, one thing I want to add, too. One thing I want to add, if you don't have the right gear... Um, a lot of the landings and even some of the boats have uh, really upped this year on the boat for rentals. So if you don't, if you want to try something out before you actually go and buy it, you can rent it, rent it from the landing, and uh, you'll be set for your trip. Excellent, excellent. Okay, all right, and go well, catch some trout. You
4: got it. <laughs> okay, take it. Bye-bye. All right, so you know what? The reason I, what I wanted to do is this. I mean, you, we we have Cliff in studio. I haven't heard much of him, so let's let, let's just hear from Cliff what he heard today, okay, and, and how he's going to apply it coming out on our trips with us.
11: Well, uh, let me tell you,
9: I got a chance to fish that turn two on a nice blue rod. I just love that turn two. That's
4: oh, really that's great. Oh, that's
11: mine, mine. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was cool.
4: 50-pound line on there. I loved it. Yeah. It, it, how smooth is that thing?
11: Very, very smooth. I'm thinking about definitely getting me one, maybe a 300, 400 size. That reel's perfect.
4: Yeah, you fished the 400 turn two that I was uh, privileged to get from Ben and the guys over at Accurate and matched up with the, uh, I put it on the 800M, okay, uh, fishing Connecticut, and you saw for what we were doing over there at Catalina, it is a super smooth reel, super, super nice, and um, it's, just, it's, it's just, again, it's having the right gear for the right application, whether you're fishing Ron's favorite, Rockfish, or if you're fishing bass, okay, or if you're fishing tuna, the gear is everything, okay? The gear is everything. So um, uh, that's good. So what did you learn, though, Cliff? What, 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 what are you going to do on our tuna trips?
11: Um, I learned a lot just on the line size and uh, a short, short top of spectra and fluorocarbon. Um, it works nice. Uh, the color blue was nice. It was great to use it. It was very really fun. Okay.
4: All right. And make sure that you've got the right gear for the right application. All right. I just want to say uh, I'm up here, and uh, thanks to everybody, okay, because um, everybody is bringing what we know and try to share it with everybody. Um, uh, let me just say, Steve, thanks for putting up all those lifts please people go to the friends of anger chronicles look at the five outfits that you need okay and then look at your line classes make sure you have it and if you don't have it and you don't want to buy it you can go to one of these landings if you fish the big boats and usually you can rent the stuff and you can see if this is something you want to put in your arsenal uh, the more tools you have uh the better it is for the job at hand okay so um, Ben, um, I'm looking forward to this bluefin season,
5: dude. Yeah, no, it's gonna be good. I have a friend, Mr. Parrish. You've heard me talk about him before, but he's all jazzed mm-hmm. to get go catch a couple. And what I'm trying to do this year is, you know, me, I like to carry a whole bunch of outfits with me. I'm thinking about just slimming things down to like a 50, a 65, so that'd be a 500, probably a 600 narrow, and. You know maybe taking a bb 2 800 narrow and go 50 65 80 and then just change around where I need to with the leader sizes just remember you can have you know you don't have to have five different setups if you can't afford the five different setups and you have three setups if you can cover yourself with 50 65 and 80 all you have to do is change your top shots
2: okay hey guys we got uh, Graham that needs to be come online here about one of our events for the uh, Fishers of Men. So, good morning, Graham. You got about three minutes. Hey,
8: it's Jack actually.
2: Oh, hey, Jack. <laughs> hey, Jack. How you doing, right?
3: Hey, guys. Just uh, calling. Make just sure you say hey, Jack,
2: not hi, Jack. Yeah, you Long can't hijack. say hi, Jack. Right.
8: <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, it's chaos so far. <laughs> we've just gotten packing all the all the shoes, and people are already lining up out here. Uh, we've got a large group of volunteers from the community and uh, this is going to be a very very successful event so um, Outstanding. a lot of shoes a lot of shirts and uh, and, and that's it's what good.
2: And, and that's what all the it's what we do on taco Tuesdays and thank everybody out there very much we got three yes. minutes
8: where are you Jack hey, no uh, we're in la mission which is between Rosarito Beach and Ensenada in a town, uh, La Mission Santa Anita. There's two uh, two little towns right next to each other, and they're uh, very poverty-stricken towns. Uh, and uh, they have literally been waiting for us for two years. This is our fifth event down here. And uh, the place is going to be the biggest one we've ever had, uh, just judging by the size of the line already. And um, it's just, just like, it's, I'm just glad we're, out and doing it again, you know, that this COVID thing is uh, subsided and that we can get back out and do what we're supposed to be doing here, you know, serving the communities of the places that we fish and, and uh, anywhere else that uh, is in need. So,
4: um, well, Jack, I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. I- okay, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you on behalf of uh, the Christian community, the, the, the fishing community for all the work and allowing us what we do, what we love, our passion, our sport, to be able to give back. It's so important these days to, you know, we always say be kind, be kind to one another. And and, and there's a saying, you know, it's like if you're kind, be kinder, okay? Um, And this is something that we could do for our fellow men. And um, it's just for some of you that haven't seen the faces on these people when they receive a pair of shoes, something so simple, something stuff that we take for granted, it means so much to these people and it means so much for us ron and i and ben and Steve, everybody that were involved with anchor chronicles to to be able to give back you know and and to do it in a way that um something simple but it means so much so thank you for leading the charge and we're really honored to support you jack and everything that you do
8: well thank you and and a shout out to you guys i mean this isn't possible without uh you know taco tuesday and, and the support the, uh, the fishing community has given us i mean to go there every month to taco tuesday and see the same faces come in there and donate donate and donate that's what makes this possible and it's just sad that we can't get them all down here to see it you know uh, pictures are worth a thousand words and uh just you know uh, we're the guys that get to
2: well like sergio says it, take some good know. pictures so we can see it we got about 30 seconds left so it's,
4: Okay, well, let me be Jack, do a, a fight the fight for us, brother, and God bless you. Right. And we will talk to you next week when you come back. Um, hey, Ben, thanks for coming in today. I know it's hard for you. Okay, It's well, it's, it's hard to be a, a senior citizen. To come us in. taller
5: uh, guys that are over hard, five hard feet for me need too. our rest. Those short guys can really get by with less sleep. <laughs>
4: Oh, we're dynamite, This C4 comes in, four pa- in small packages, baby. Anyway, listen, to all our listeners out there, thank you. Cliff, thanks for coming in. Everybody have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next week.
2: This is Angler Chronicles, and we're out.
1: Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country.
0: We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.